0: hey guys uh this is austin
1: hey this is
0: brock i hope you remember us but uh we are back hopefully for good this time on a a weekly basis yeah
1: we're so sorry we got some pretty hectic scheduling going on in uh the summer and it kind of threw us off and we missed a lot of recording sessions and school and vacations uh we're really sorry again guys uh Hopefully, as Austin said, this this will be the end of that, though.
0: Yeah, hopefully, we'll get back on track, and we're going to come up with a uh, something fresh to start the school year off with. Maybe not a ten episode, yeah. <laughs> thing, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna schedule better. We're gonna record more sessions uh, at once, so that our crazy schedules don't really uh, affect us getting episodes out weekly.
1: Yeah, we kind of jumped into the deep end without knowing how to swim and no floaties, so. We'll try not to do that again. We'll we'll do a little bit slower action for you guys and make sure that we can we can control our content and get it out there in the timely manner. So, with that being said, here is the last episode we recorded and we hope you enjoy. Hope you
0: learned something about Josiah. Boom. Yeah.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Episode of Weekly Mana. we are back. This is
0: Austin here, and this is Brock, and we're here to talk to you about our hidden hero Josiah.
1: Yeah. So, how was your week this past week, Austin? It was. Um. It was, it's been a week. <laughs> it's been a week. Yeah. Well, I had a birthday, so now I'm 174 years old, or at least I feel it. So. That's been my week. Well you're only one year younger than me then. <laughs> I don't know how that works. but <laughs> you must have skipped me somewhere along the way.
0: It's, uh, it's, it's a new uh, medical procedure. <laughs>
1: oh okay, I got gotcha. you. But... well, I mean, I guess we've had we had a holiday since we recorded last. We had Fourth of July. Do you have any big things going down on Fourth of
0: July? You know, we, uh, we went down to Gabe and Jens. And we okay. blew up some fireworks their apartment, got yelled at by their apartment manager. <laughs> so we went right outside their apartment, like the sign. So like, here's their sign. And about five yards away from that is the entering city limit sign. So we stuck the fireworks right in between and started <laughs> blowing them up right there. Okay? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, and they called security on us. And the guy comes out, and he says, well, as far as I can see, you're not on private property, and you're not in the city. So keep doing it.
1: That's awesome. I don't know if I should condone that behavior on this or not, but that's pretty funny. Hey,
0: we, we didn't break any laws. That's true. I'm going to just say that right now, and we did it out of love. <laughs> well, we just wanted to make everybody around you's night better. For America and the people who were watching the fire For for America.
1: There's been a lot of things done with nationalism, though, that...
0: (laughs) I I personally (laughs) thought Manifest Destiny was a great one. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, to each their own,
1: I suppose. Well, cool. That's that's good. You had a good 4th of July. We hope you all had a good 4th of July. We hope you're ready for another episode and ready to dive into some talks, as he said, about Josiah. So what do we got?
0: So we've got a lot of scripture here. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to read the scripture, or not read the scripture, I'm going to tell you what scripture to read. I'm going to say pause the podcast, pull out your Bible, dust it off, read the scripture, and then turn it back on and we're just going to jump right into this uh, this conversation here. So the scriptures I've got... Oh wait, go ahead. Sorry. Huh? Go, I was going to say something, but go ahead. Was that like black belt? Yeah, <laughs> never... I was
1: trying to karate chop your
0: sentence. <laughs> oh, okay, well it worked. <laughs> Cut me right off. <laughs> Damn, it's the scriptures I've got written now. Our second Kings chapter 22 verses 1 through 7. 2 Kings chapter 23, and then 2 Chronicles chapter 34. Okay. Pause. Go read. Do it. Are you doing it?
1: And welcome back. Thanks for reading that. Now we will dig into some study time.
0: All right. So, the first big point right here, and, and you probably read it too, Josiah was eight years old when he started his reign as king. That's pretty young. Like, what were you doing when you were eight years old? When I was eight? I know you're pretty old, so you probably don't even remember. That's been a long time ago. At least 176 years ago. (laughs) Eight years ago, that would have been... 176. You said you are 174. Wow, my math is so good. (laughs) (laughs) 100.
1: What am I even talking about? When I was eight years old, that uh, would have been the year 2000. So, beginning of the century, fun stuff. You know, I was I was dreading Y2K. Just kidding, I didn't know what that was. Y2K. <laughs> I didn't know what that was. I still don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't know what Y2K <laughs> is? That was whenever yeah. like everybody was freaking out because at the turn of the century... Everybody thought all the computers were just going to spaz out and like we were going to have a global shutdown of computers because whenever it went from 99 to 2000 on all the dates, nothing would work right. Oh. And so, like, all the banks and everything had to have like all these crazy backups of their information because they thought it was just going to shut down. It didn't. Computers are smarter than that. But we were still concerned. Yeah. For, rightfully see, so. Well, th- during Y2K. <laughs> I was four years old. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you probably weren't, didn't even know anything about that. Much simpler times. Much simpler <laughs> times at four. Uh, at eight years old, I probably was still scared to sleep by myself. At 26, sometimes I'm still scared to sleep by myself. So, not a whole lot's changed.
0: Yeah. I, I, mean, I was sleeping in Tampa, Florida on a bunk bed where my little brother would... Kick the top because I slept on the top bunk. He slept on the bottom, and he uh, would kick the bed. You're one of those top bunk kids. Oh yeah, the best people sleep on the top. It's
1: way too high. That's way too high. Bruh, gotta be down close to the ground in case I roll out.
0: If you're not living reckless, you're not living fearless. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was a bottom bunk kid. Oh, okay, so. Were you the kind of that
1: kicked the top monk kid? No, no, I was a nice bottom bunk kid. I, I don't was know a bottom such things. What? No.
0: <laughs> Man, you got it twisted. A- anyways, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Off topic. She said I was eight years old running a country. Can you imagine running a country? Listen,
1: I can't even like play risk without getting all my people killed. And that's like not even real. I so. can't even imagine running. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention that, I don't know that I really want to think about that too much
0: either. <laughs> but, anyway, he's he's an 8-year-old king, and he does some pretty amazing things throughout his reign. He has a uh, The scripture says he has a 31-year reign, so that puts him at, what, 39? Good math. When he passes away. It's better than the <laughs> math I did before. It was, it was a lot better. And... Uh, One of the coolest things to me, and it's written down... Maybe I didn't write it down, but I believe eight years into his reign, he starts chasing after God. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's, that's wild and something that, you know, I don't even want to do sometimes. We had a discussion earlier today before this podcast that neither one of us really were wanting to... Well, I mean, we say that, but then I wonder if there were some days where Josiah was like just didn't really want to chase him either though, you know. Well, I'm sh- I'm
0: sure there were. I mean, that's the kind of human fault.
1: I mean, to say chasing after God, like we probably started chasing after God when we were really young though, because that's basically what following being a follower of Christ is, you're chasing after God.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I was I was saved at 14. Right, so and so, but to, even two years after that, like I'm imagining, Josiah probably was raised with God around him, and starts chasing at sixteen.
1: Well, I found,
0: didn't it
1: didn't it say that didn't it say that the kings before him like kind of had veered away from the path of God yeah, though? Yeah,
0: they had definitely they had kind of desecrated the temple. They had brought in pagan gods and yeah. stuff and sort. But, I mean, in our culture today, how is that any different?
1: It's not, but that's what I'm saying. So you've got a guy who, at eight years old, gets to be king. He's a king. Mm-hmm. And when he's 16, now, we do, we probably shouldn't talk about what I was doing at 16. But when he was 16, <laughs> he, he he starts to chase after God. So as a kid, probably not, as you, as we discussed, you know, the pagan gods were all around. And at 16, he decides, you know what? To make my reign better, I need to bring this country back to God. And so that's the miraculous part, is that at that age where we kind of like stop thinking at all, he's like, turns on that wisdom and says, "Okay, well, I know what I need to run this country in the way that is going to be most helpful to it. And so I think that that is what makes it really a cool point, is, is that, he comes from a place where he's a young king, and the power is his, and he he wants to chase after God in a in a place and in a time and in a when he could have been in the mindset that I am God, because that was kind of a you know reoccurring theme back then was yeah. kind of to de- well more for the Egyptians, but still the same kind of thing to kind of declare yourself a deity or a descendant of a deity, whatever, whenever you're in power. So I think that's cool.
0: Yeah. He uh, I mean, it's like one of those things where. Have you ever seen God's Not Dead, the first movie? Yeah, I saw the first one. It is an okay movie, but one of the cool things was the um is Islamic woman that really starts chasing after the Christian God uh-huh. and starts looking into it, and it's kind of like that almost because the whole country is is into this pagan. Uh, religions and stuff. And Josiah says, no, I'm going to study this, even though that probably means he's going to get ridiculed. He's going to get, you know, and souls, maybe threats. I don't know how many people threaten a king, but some ballsy people probably. right? Um, but yeah. And so he starts chasing after God at 16. And it's, uh, the scripture says that um, 10 years later, he decides He's going to pledge the whole nation back to God. Yeah, that's wild. He's 26. So I know somebody who just turned 26. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) How do you feel about turning a whole nation back to God? What I would give to be able to do that. I mean, to stand before these people and just say, you know what, We've, uh, we've been messing up. Let's let's turn this around and the scripture in 2 Kings gives this huge description of what Josiah does and I'm probably going to butcher a lot of it because I don't have the scripture right in front of me, but he, he basically goes to the churches and he just tears down all these shrines to the pagan gods and he throws them out and he burns them and he just like tears down all, anything pagan. And then he doesn't just go through the ones in the city that he's in. He goes through the whole nation doing this. And he he takes and uh, there's one specific place that he like digs up the bodies of pagan followers to this specific pagan god and he burns them. Ooh. Yeah. He like and by no means do I say this <laughs> is right. I don't I don't know. I this is very much a more Uh, like a more what's the word I'm looking for like cavemanistic time barbaric time barbaric there you go barbaric time there we go and uh, he gosh he does he does that and then there's a little um, tomb and somebody starts talking about this prophet that had said this will happen Exactly this way, by this person. And that was Josiah. Yeah. And Josiah left it there. He said, huh. that man will be protected. He's good. I like him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's <laughs> a cool dude. And he just leaves it. But he any, everything that wasn't of God, of the God of Jacob, the God of Israel, he basically cleanses and says, we're giving this back to you.
1: So what what would we have to tear down i'm 26 years old i'm josiah i'm going around to the whole nation tearing down pagan gods what would we have to tear down? like what can we compare that to now that i would have to go around and begin tearing down
0: and i think the battle of today starts inwards so i think first cuz in in the new testament in the second corinthians it describes your body is the temple. Mm-hmm. Well, you see Josiah here cleansing the temples. Mm-hmm. So I think first what we have to do is cleanse ourselves, purify ourselves, get ourselves in the right mindset with God, take out anything evil and, and bad, unholy, and purify it.
1: Yeah, so what's what's some examples of those impurities?
0: I mean, that can be... Gosh. Just think of those seven deadly sins. Lust, greed, wrath... Um, Wow, I just listed the three main ones and blanked. <laughs> so the three main
1: of the, the seven deadly sins just kidding. The, it's probably the they're all bad.
0: Pride, envy, um gluttony and the seventh one. And the seventh <laughs> and that seventh one the, whatever it may be. It's probably something I struggle with it and
1: I don't is. know what it is. It probably is. But I mean that's what I was trying to get at is that like we don't have these pagan deities that are just Openly being worshipped like they did. So. No, but we do
0: have our idols.
1: That's what I'm, that's what I was trying to get to. It's okay. like, what, what, are, what are, what would we have to cleanse? Yeah. In this time, like now, when we look at this, because anytime you look at scripture, it's, there's always something life applicable. They're cool stories. The Old Testament is full of cool stories, and they all have teaching points. It's kind of like Veggie Tales. Mm-hmm. Cool stories, but they always have a teaching point. Really cool
0: stories. Really cool with stories. Even- better songs yeah the
1: music is very good <laughs> the music is excellent um, but anyway I was just I was just trying to get across the point like what what are we having to cleanse now because there has to be something that like obviously there's there's disconnects there's something that's pulling people away from God there's there's always something and you can debate whether it is how whether we give too much and I've had this deba- debate before, or have heard this debate before is are we giving too much power to Satan? Is it really him? Or are we just really that crummy? But, you know, is it, but what are those things pulling us? What are pulling us? What's our sinful flesh using as a vice grip to pull us from, you know, just the absolute innate desire
0: to be more and look more like God? Okay. Uh, so Kyle Eidelman, he has a book called God's at War. Mm hmm. And it kind of deals with that idolatry. And so he, he describes um, this, this idolatry as a cancer. And this guy has cancer. He goes to the doctor, doesn't know he has cancer. And the doctor finds out, oh, this guy's cancer. He's probably going to die in a year or so. But he diagnoses him with a cough and gives him some cough syrup that'll ease his pain. Hmm. And he says, what we as Christians so often do is we just label a symptom of our problem and we don't go straight to the root. We're too scared to go straight to the root of our problems there. Uh So we, we diagnose our cancer as a cough, but we never find the cure. Yeah. And he also, um, gosh, let me think here.
1: Well what are some symptoms that might be misinterpreted that you that that we have? Like what do what do you think like we like what's we what's the cancer and what do we see that we misinterpret? You get what I'm saying? Like what, what do we what do we call a cough that's really cancer?
0: What do we call a cough? Let's like,
1: be. the first thing...
0: No, that's not a very good example. So, I, I can't... I mean, you could you could take, like, let's say there's somebody who spends all their time working. Mm-hmm. And you could say they're just a workaholic. They, they need to support their family. They need this. They need that. But really, that could be greed. Yeah. That could be... They just want more and more. And um, there's actually a Casting Crown song called The American Dream. That's a good song. It's a great song. And it basically talks about that. Yeah. You know? All work, no play. Yeah. Has left Jack a lost boy.
1: Doesn't he make like a sandcastle or something? It yeah. Something he it makes a castle ca- ca- yeah, out of sand. Castle out of
0: sand. Yeah. I, could, I knew it was something like that. And it's... Uh, I mean, that could be one of those things. Just as an example. Right. Uh, but... Wow, we really veered off of Josiah here No
1: but well, but that's what we're doing. We're learning and trying to help other people learn like what we can do now about like what does Josiah show us yeah okay and so and Josiah was cleansing the temple so maybe this lesson, even though it's about Josiah, maybe even more like he's a hidden hero because he tried to help cleanse those temples and so that's you know the most important part of of it that I
0: think. is that is cleansing our temple. So I have something that actually just popped into my head since we're talking about Josiah cleansing the temple. It wasn't just Josiah that did that. It was Josiah that gave the command. Right. But he had a group of followers. So maybe that leads me to believe that we can't cleanse our temple without the help of our fellow peers, our fellow Christians.
1: Accountability, partners. Write that down because... I preach it, and I don't practice it very well. Austin and I and some of my other friends have all always tried to be accountability partners, and we all
0: always just poop the bed, for lack of a better word. (laughs) I, I for one, have never pooped the bed. Metaphorically. I have have sucked at being a friend.
1: Metaphorically, we poop the bed. Not literally. I've never pooped in mine or anyone else's bed. Don't right. worry. This is...
0: Anyway. Yeah, but accountability is a huge thing and it's very hard to keep up with. Like, you have to be determined and it's like, I don't... You have It has to take equal effort on all parts. So I yep. think the more people you ask... And a group to be accountable, yep. the harder it is. Because what what do you think? What do you think makes it fail?
1: I mean, I have ideas. I just want to hear yours. Why do you think it fails? Why do you think accountability partners are so hard to like? And maybe it's not I for think, other people, but it has been for us. So I assume it's a it is for some people.
0: I assume for all kinds of people, it's tough to find good accountability partners. And, and I think part of it could be that. We spend too much time in our busy lives, not worrying about, like, I think we don't necessarily prioritize. That's what I'm trying to say, the accountability side. See, and okay, so for me, that
1: that is kind of a cough. Okay. That's that's the cough. So okay. the cancer, in my opinion, and I'm not saying you're wrong, okay. but the way I look uh, at it, go, that go, go, go. that is the cough. Where the cancer is, we're so, or at least for me, sometimes we're so shameful and afraid to admit that we did wrong to our friends, and we don't, we don't want our friends to know.
0: Okay, that's fair. Yeah,
1: that what we like, what we've done, what we've we've screwed up on today. What like, like to me. Like, I want everybody to see me as, you know, the good Christian guy, the good Christian kid, you know, the strong follower. And I'm anything but that. Like, I'm in desperate need of God's grace and forgiveness almost daily, almost by the minute. (laughs) Like, whether it just be, you know, whether it be, like, personal struggles that I have that I deal with every day or whether it be something as small as, like, just, you know, like today, getting mad at my homework like, I just frustrated. Like, there was no need for me to get angry. It was yeah. pointless. It was just pointless anger. And it just, it caused me to have, like, I don't want to say, like, bad thoughts, but it just made me, like, oh, I want to, like, punch somebody in the face. I didn't act on it, but still.
0: I'm glad you didn't because I was the only person around.
1: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but anyway, that's what I'm, that, to me, that's that's kind of like, yeah, we can say, like, I may tell you guys, oh, I, I've been so busy I forget but in reality the cancer of the situation is that I I'm ash- I'm ashamed to let you guys know that I failed to let yeah, you guys know yeah. that I screwed up so I just put it away and then that little that little whisper in my ear says it's okay you can do this on your own don't worry about it you'll recover
0: That is the hardest thing to get over Yep is that that pride in yourself mm-hmm. that you can do it by yourself
1: mm-hmm. Was this that pride comes before the fall
0: Yeah Almost, I mean, uh,
1: basically every time,
0: like Every time. Yeah. It's, I mean, and I think that stems from, we want so bad as Christians to see Jesus in the mirror. Mm Mm-hmm. That we want, we try and convince everybody else that we look like Jesus. Yeah. But really, we're just trying to convince ourselves.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
0: But we, we sit back and we know, man. I am screwing it up right now. Mm-hmm.
1: The problem is is when we try to convince everybody that we look like Jesus, we do a really bad job of trying to exert like show this perfection, which Jesus was perfect. So I'm not saying that he wasn't with that. But we try so hard to show this perfection that sometimes that almost turns into a looking down on those who aren't perfect. And that's how we kind of like, well, I'm better than he is. So I must be, you know, more like Jesus than them. And that's the exact opposite of anything Jesus tried to teach us.
0: Okay. So we actually had a sermon on playing judge Sunday, which kind of goes along with this whole pride thing in ourselves. Uh And it says, and it says, our pastor said, Don't be confident in who you are. Be confident in whose you are. Oh, I like that. And I don't know, It just popped in my head just now and I was like, that is such a great point for this specific talk right now. Don't be confident in who you are. Be confident in whose you are. Because when we stop trying to convince others that we look like Jesus, because while we're doing that, we're putting so much effort into that, we're not actually putting any effort into looking like Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. When we stop that, we start putting our effort into looking like Jesus. And then, meanwhile, while we're doing that, people are actually being convinced yeah. that we look like Jesus. Like, yeah. It's this crazy phenomenon.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like that. Uh, the Have you ever seen the movie The Forbidden Kingdom?
0: Yes. Such a good movie. Whenever <laughs> so whenever
1: Jackie Chan's character tells, like, he says, do you know Kung Fu? And he's like, he, the kid just sits there in silence and he's like, oh. He who knows does not speak. He who speaks does not know. And so the more we try to yell and tell people that we look like Jesus, the less like Jesus we're actually becoming. But the yeah. more that we are, like, not that we should be completely silent, but the more that we are chasing Jesus and trying to emulate Jesus, like, from a humble, how can I, how can I draw closer to him? How can I be more like him? Then we'll begin to look more and more like him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is that's kind of fun. That's, uh, I also, if you haven't seen Forbidden Kingdom, go watch it. If you like kung fu movies, because it's cheesy, amazing,
0: cheesy kung fu movies. Yeah, it's
1: it's pretty rough, but it's <laughs> also really good. The soundtrack is amazing. If you like Jackie Chan, yeah, also. and Jet Li, and Jet Li, both of them, one movie. I mean, boom. I don't know if you get nothing else from this podcast, it's to go watch Forbidden Kingdom. Right, that's kind of what we're here for, isn't? Oh wait, no, we're here for Jesus. My bad. I mean, his kingdom is not forbidden, but... Yeah, (laughs) there you go. His isn't forbidden. That was funny. Anyways. Okay, so yeah, maybe now we can get back to Josiah. Yeah, it's only been like (laughs) 10 minutes on this 30-minute podcast. Hey, man, we're just here talking. They read the scripture. They can deduce what they want for themselves. Yeah, that's
0: right. You you guys already got the whole podcast in the first five minutes. You
1: probably know more about it than we do right now.
0: Well, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so after the scripture that says um, he put an end to paganism in Israel and all this kind of cool stuff, there was one specific scripture that really caught my eye. And it just kind of blew me away because in chapter uh, 2 Kings chapter 23, verse 25, it basically says, There was never a king like Josiah before, and there will never again be a king like Josiah.
1: Hmm.
0: And so basically it was just like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about this, but in that scripture it seemed like it was like, this guy was even greater than David. Mm, That's bold. Like, this guy was the greatest king that ever ruled, and here it is right here in the scripture. That's, yeah, that's a bold statement there. But, I mean, look at what he did. <laughs> he followed God so faithfully. And, so, like, with such a heart for the Lord. Yeah, he, yeah, he did. I mean, I, it, that's just a scripture. You guys can argue about that. You can argue with us about that. Go ahead. Call me out. <laughs> but. Don't at me, bro. It's in the scripture. So come and get me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he did do some pretty, like, it's a pretty remarkable feat that what he did. Like, because this this thing here has a note on it um, about him, and it says, For 18 complete years, pagan worship had been at least tolerated under the reign of Josiah. For 57 years before that, it was encouraged and propagated from the throne of Judah. So... You know, he was kind of like thrown into this where it was encouraged and then it was tolerated. And then all of a sudden he was like, nah, (laughs) nah, we're not going to do that anymore. Not today, Satan. (laughs) Not today, Satan. That's a good song. Have you heard that song? No. By KB? Not today, Satan? No. It's good. It's a good good morning anthem, especially on Mondays. (laughs) If you're having a bad day, listen to that song, Going to Work. I'll probably do that tomorrow. Just tell him not today, Satan. Yeah, you got some early mornings coming up.
0: (laughs) Am I right, buddy? Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I mean, if that doesn't convince you that Josiah was cool, I don't know what will. Yeah, Josiah was a pretty baller, you know. And I, I was actually shocked that I didn't know anything about him before this.
1: I had heard his name. That was
0: yeah. I knew his name.
1: I have known people named Josiah. <laughs> I knew of Josiahs. But I did not know of Josiah. You can name your kid Josiah and then be like, Son, you're named after a king maybe even greater than
0: David. That is actually very epic. <laughs> there you go. It's, you're welcome. It's there now. You're welcome. Sorry, Izzy. Sorry, <laughs> All right. Well, I don't. I don't have any other points. I've got a few questions here, but I don't think. I think we've pretty much hit all of them. Oh man, we were just getting going. Yeah, we just. I mean, we just started talking and talking and talks happened. It's all right. They need a long episode every once in a while. Yeah.
1: Um... We're both about to go on vacation, so it could be difficult for us to record soon. So. So they may. They may start to miss us.
0: Hopefully, we'll get a bunch of episodes recorded and we'll have them set up here. That would guys. be ideal. That would be cool. So
1: No promises, but that is the hope. So keep your eye out because we want to keep bringing you shakadelic content, baby. Shakadelic,
0: my new favorite word. It's good stuff, man. So, good stuff. But We're going to keep working on it. Hopefully we get those episodes out for you guys. We do both run very busy lives.
1: Yes, sir, we do. We're sorry for the weird scheduling. We're hoping that we can figure out something that works for both of us, where we can get this thing nailed down to a specific date. But bear with us while that happens. We'll try to get an episode out every week anyway.
0: We're also working on better sound equipment. But... We keep getting it one piece at a time. <laughs> and it doesn't cost us a dime. It's not cost us one thing yet, but... You'll know it's us when we come through your town. Yeah, you don't know what I sound like now, but you will after. We're going we to record
1: podcasts place. in style and drive everybody wild. Do you even know what I'm doing right now? No, not one bit. One Piece at a Time by Johnny Cash? No. Mm, oh. You're missing you miss me with all these things. <laughs> I mis- know. Man. I, I know, there's there's going to be people out there that get that reference, and I'm not going to have to, they'll start laughing before I start explaining They're going to love it because they're going to realize, man, Austin is oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was trying to keep spouting off lyrics, maybe thinking you might catch on eventually, I just saw the blankness in your eyes.
0: I was just like, what is he talking about? <laughs> like, what is he doing? The
1: lostness. It was there. I, I could, could tell there was a joke because you had your
0: joke voice on. But Do I, I have
1: a different voice when I tell a joke? Uh, specifically when it's a cheesy joke. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> so,
0: a corny joke, <laughs> if you will. Good to know. Good to know that my voice changes <laughs> when I get corny. I just just thought I'd let you know. Now you'll be subconscious of it. Yeah. Now... And it'll be even better. It's... <laughs>
1: Oh man, these people probably already knew too. This, these just people been... have probably already tuned out. To this. <laughs> they already shut the episode
0: off. They're like, Well, this isn't going. Josiah
1: Josiah's just, just over
0: with. We're done. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> I want to say a, I do want to say a thank you to some of the people that have been commenting on our posts and messaging us and telling us what they think. I've gotten a few messages this last week that were really encouraging. And really, uh, kind of inspired me to keep going on this, keep studying, and it's it's definitely very helpful. We do like criticism as well. You don't get better if you're not getting criticized, so don't be afraid to tell us what you think.
1: That's mail. Well, now listen, INFPs take <laughs> criticism to heart and like dwell on it so maybe you should read the criticism and then approach me because I'll probably start to cry whenever. send
0: me your criticism because I care what you what you think but I really don't <laughs> anyways
1: I appreciate any criticism that comes our way I just I'm preparing myself for heartbrokenness
0: and <laughs> bring it on we, uh, we love you guys hope you guys have a great week hope you got something out of this this is weekly manna.